0: Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 182. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director at Tech Target, and I am here with security news writer Alex Kalafi. Alex, welcome.
1: Thanks, Rob. Alex,
0: we're in the same room.
1: For the first time in like 18 months plus, maybe yeah, more than 18 not, maybe months. Maybe
0: 19, maybe almost two years. That's yeah. right. That's right. We are back in Chernobyl after podcasting remotely for quite a while because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Our last podcast, I was talking about this the other day, was the post-RSA 2020 podcast. The end of February, beginning of March, right before the you-know-what hit the fan.
1: And we were like, oh, that was great. That was quaint.
0: Yeah, it was great. Uh, But we are back in Chernobyl, uh, briefly. And Mm -hmm. we are here to discuss Log4Shell. Oh, my God. Uh, Where to begin with this one? We we should say that... um, We're going to do our best to summarize what is going on with this critical vulnerability. We are recording this Thursday morning on December 16th. Things have been changing rapidly. Things have been changing by the day, by the hour in some cases. It feels like almost by the minute. Um, But here is what we sort of know, kind of know, mostly know Mm -hmm. at this point about the uh, the the ten out of ten critical vulnerability in Log4j, the popular or widely used open source uh, software package uh, logging package for Java, uh, that was that came to light last week, uh, and uh, we're gonna like I said we'll, we'll do our best here to to summarize in a in a, a somewhat small window what's been going on so uh december 9th
1: it hasn't even been a week hasn't even
0: been a week really um or 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 just about a week uh because it was thursday right it was thursday
1: it was it was thursday that uh it all happened maybe it was friday that friday we that we
0: started to clue in what was going on yes
1: and and it was it was pretty funny because I think it was last Friday uh, where I wrote the first article that we wrote on this log4j yep. vulnerability, which we weren't even really calling log4shell at the time. Yeah. And to be honest, like from my perspective as a writer, I thought it was just a normal bad vulnerability yep. story. Yep. Um, like it's like, okay, this seems thing seems really bad. Oh, a 10, that's weird, whatever. And then by the time we got back on Monday, well, we won't be specific it blew up more than most of the stories we've written across tech target yeah. this whole year. Yeah. So the interest into this thing is is wild.
0: Yeah, and with good reason. Yep. Um, so December 9th, uh, the the timeline on this and we'll we'll touch on this a bit later is a little um, confusing. But in short, uh, last Thursday an update for Log4j is pushed out by the Apache Software Foundation uh, version 2.15.0. I think it's 0. 2
1: point, you know, No, you're no, right. 2.15? You had it, it. 2.15.0. I wasn't point sure zero? what the zero was, but you're yeah, right. Because it could
0: have been one, or. but two, yes, 2.15, we'll just say that, mm-hmm. was pushed out. And uh, a critical vulnerability disclosed. And around mm-hmm. the same time, it's very difficult to determine if it was before, after, what have you, an anonymous security researcher on Twitter dropped, uh, tweeted out uh, a link to a, gut, a GitHub post with a proof of concept exploit mm-hmm. about this same vulnerability. And um,
1: Do we know who that Twitter researcher was with? Because the vulnerability itself was credited to Alibaba.
0: Yes. Uh, Cloud security engineer at, okay. at uh, Alibaba.
1: Okay, so that's who just this guy no. was also. Okay, no.
0: we don't know that. Okay. Um, that's why this is confusing. Yeah. Uh, we don't know who this person is mm-hmm. uh, who, who dropped the POC. And it didn't uh, seem
1: to be out of frustration as nope, we can nope. tell. No, it was just
0: very, you know, uh, 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 tweet with the link mm-hmm. and to, to this particular flaw and um that was that but apparently that proof of concept exploit you know caused some concern the tweet was later deleted and um by friday it seemed you know this was something urgent that people were um, concerned about now um soon after there were reports coming in of mass scanning the mass scanning reports turned into, um, re, you know, reports of exploitation. And then over the weekend, like you said, um, multiple reports of uh, massive exploitation activity. Uh, some of which could have been just, you know, your basic honeypots and um, people, you know, um, you know, uh, security researchers and security vendors. Um, pinging on honeypots and testing, uh, e- external internet facing systems mm-hmm. to see if they were vulnerable. So it's, it's difficult to tell how much of the, um, attempted exploitation activity was really, you know, bad actors or whether it was researchers or what have you, but uh, it caused enough concern that, um, this became sort of compared to some really big, uh, Past vulnerabilities that sort of shook the infosec industry, like Heartbleed, and Heartbleed's a little bit before your time, Alex. Yeah, but it was a bad one. Okay. Um, so, um, I guess we should start there. Like, you know, based on what you wrote, who you talked to, what you learned from the experts out there, why was this so bad? Why was it setting people's hair on fire? Why was it k- being compared compared to uh, Heart Heartbleed?
1: That was a question I didn't even really know the answer to for the first few days. Yeah. When I wrote that first article, I had no idea why it was so bad other than remote code execution. Yeah. By, I think it was the third article in four days I wrote about it, uh, I, I have a much better idea, I think. The first reason is that this thing's everywhere. Um, It's in enterprises. It's in SMBs. It's in cloud stuff. It's in non-cloud applications. It's in Minecraft. It's in iCloud. It's in Cloudflare. It's in other security vendors. It's very ubiquitous, um, which is the first thing that's so wild about this. And you have a lot of situations, as is the case with a lot of vulnerabilities, where you could have a company who has their application, their SaaS software, that SaaS, that SaaS software might have something on the back end that includes another instance of vulnerable Log4j. Yep. So if you don't patch every single instance in everything, that is a problem. You're still vulnerable. Now, if, if we're talking about iCloud, Apple, et cetera, that's, they're going to figure it out in time, we hope. Yep. And most likely they will. Where the big concern is, is ICSOT, right? Industrial stuff, where they're not updating all the time. It's the the folks who don't have a full security organization yep. stood up. Um, and for those people, the second big problem is that it's difficult to patch. Um, the uh, Log4J2 has been around since mid-2014, And some of the engineers who are at these companies now, these companies might have one specific onboarding stand-up engineer at best in some cases. Um, They might be a completely different person than the person who was there when Log4j was onboarded. And it's not particularly easy to find, and depending on who you are, it might not be easy to fix either. Right. which is the second thing. The third thing is it's very easy to exploit. It only takes a single string of code to uh, exploit it. Um, Checkpoint famously said anyone can do it, right? Even a six-year-old. Even a six-year-old. Gotta keep my six-year-old. Well, he's seven now, but whatever. <laughs> Gotta keep so my actually, he's he's kind of uh, an elite compared to the expectations for who needs to. I who's guess. Needed to exploit this, anyways it's it's really bad it's kind of the perfect storm and not just multiple people have been calling this one of the worst vulnerabilities of the last 10 years yeah. some people are using superlatives and saying that we've ever had to deal with at this point yeah it's uh it seems like a particular kind of nightmare much like last December's particular nightmare yeah. solar winds yeah
0: although this one you know we should know as it stands today on the on the 16th there have been no there, there have been no reports of um a confirmed breach or attack on an organization on a big name organization um, or a federal government agency or a, a high value target or a pivotal tech company using this yet
1: pretty much no major
0: disclosures yep. at this point i haven't seen any there's, there's, there have been a couple of reports of some attacks on some companies that people speculate could be related to this, but we don't want to go there yet because we don't know that that's the case. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think CISA told you the other day that they so far there's no evidence that right federal, any federal agency.
1: Uh, well, CISA shared a phone call I wasn't invited to with me. Well, listen, <laughs> where no federal agency was hit. Uh, as far as they know, and they weren't crediting any specific threat actors. Yeah, yeah. At this point in time, fair,
0: fair, okay.
1: Uh, well, Sisa, yeah, Sisa, <laughs> Sisa.
0: I never, never, I will never go Sisa. Um, so, but yeah, so this started to really sort of um, make the rounds on Thursday because you know you mentioned Minecraft. Like people were like, "There's a there's a Minecraft vulnerability," and like, you know, Minecraft servers are going down, and this, that, and the other thing.
1: And um, gamers put it into the Log4j Wikipedia page oh, at gosh, the top immediately yeah. being like, there's a vulnerability in the popular game Minecraft. Nope, nope. And what's so funny is uh, these these gamers ended up validly putting this in the top section of the, Log, know, the Log4j Wikipedia page.
0: Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people's Minecraft servers were... Uh, you know, right, again, reports are, are kind of murky. Uh, who knows how many were compromised or how many were, were su- successfully attacked? But people were, you know, obviously concerned about that. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's ubiquitous. It's used in a lot of places. It can be tough to know if you're even still using it. I mean, this, y- you mentioned that, that sort of aspect of it. it. It reminded me of a couple years ago, three years ago, four years ago, with the Equifax breach. When there was the apache struts vulnerability uh that everyone was concerned about Mm -hmm. and equifax you know uh, we later learned they were breached because of this but we later learned based on on the information that they shared the company said oh we got a patch you know the week that that advisory came out and that there were reports of exploitation so they started scanning all their systems to make sure that you know uh, their Apache strut software was, you know, where was it, and did they update it? And they thought they got everything, but there was one server that was, you know, I don't, I can't recall if it was decommissioned or if it was just set aside and it was running a legacy app. And the attackers found it, and Equifax missed it, and they got in through that bad breach for Equifax as a result. So that that sort of stuff can happen. It's it's a small open source program and. You, it may be lurking in places where you might not expect it, or might not have visibility into it. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, to your point about the perfect storm, it's, uh, yeah, that's a that's a huge pro, that, a, a huge contributing factor to w- why this is so bad and why so many p- people are concerned
1: about it. So when we get not past this, but let's say we get to the same point solar winds yes. was in like March, April, where we have time to have the post worst of it discourse. Yes. And, and obviously we're on the internet, everyone's having every discourse at all times. Right. But when that when more of that raises to the surface, I think there's gonna be a lot more open source talk. But I hope that talk is also empathetic. Yeah. Because I I don't necessarily think Apache is no. a bad guy here. No. It's more that this is open source software. Yeah. There's like three people designated yeah. to any of these things at all times, and it just happens to be used everywhere. Yeah,
0: they're volunteers. It's just a bad situation because, you know, you you continue to sort of build in functionality for an open source tool, and it eventually kind of comes back to bite you a little because when a vulnerability like this is found, and it it spells trouble, let's Mm -hmm. just put it that way. Um, So exploitation. a lot of reports about um, mass exploitation attempts. We got some word uh, yesterday or the day before that from folks like Microsoft and Mandiant that nation state threat groups were attempting to exploit this, and you know organizations need to patch immediately. CISA put out the directive for all federal agencies um, to to patch immediately. Um, it, it, so, should we talk about the 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 timeline here a bit, Alex?
1: Yes. No, let's no, not. Let's just to the episode. So,
0: <laughs>
1: so <no>. I, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, let's just, let's just
0: stop it there before it gets really messy. Um, you. Did you write the story or Sean? I, I can't even remember.
1: I wrote most of the log for j story. Sean wrote one about uh, more people getting Getting exploited. I think I wrote the timeline story. I think that was yes, the second one. Yeah, because I know things about the timeline yes. that I might not have otherwise. Right. So
0: let's let yeah. Sean Sean Nichols and mm-hmm. and our, our our other colleague Ariel Waldman also uh, wrote uh, about this topic because it's just that big and that much is going on with it. But we learned, um, you know, so December 9th, Thursday, December tenth. Yep. It's bad. The weekend mm-hmm. exploitation activity not good. I think it was um, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I think your story is dated December thirteenth. Yes. Um, there are a couple of reports. I believe um, uh, Cloudflare from from Cloudflare and one other place, and I don't remember where it was. They said that they observed exploitation of the of log4shell vulnerability prior to. December 9th. So CVE-2021-44228 20, was not just exploited on that Thursday when the POC dropped. Um, exploitation was detected prior to that in early December.
1: Yep, December 1st and 2nd, according to Cisco Talos and yes. CloudFlare.
0: And the timeline that you got, now this is interesting because the timeline that you got from Apache... Yes. Um Informed by uh, the cloud security engineer at Alibaba on 11-24, 2020. So
1: mid-late November is when yep. the first hints of this were known by them. Yep. They accepted
0: the report. Mm-hmm. They got a CVE reserved for it on, on uh, 11-25. 11-26 communicated with the person who reported it. Eleven twenty nine. communicated with the, the, the bug reporter again. 12.4, uh, changes committed for the new version. Mm-hmm. Um, December 7th, first release candidate is uh, created. 12.8, communicated with the bug reporter again, provided additional fixes. Second release candidate made. And then on 12.9, release candidate released. Mm-hmm. Um, now yeah. that's strange because somewhere in this period, you said 12.1, 12.2. 12, Exploitation starts for this. This is...
1: The earliest they know. The earliest they, they know th- of. That's the word I'm This
0: thinking. is troubling. This is troubling. Because, as we know, this has happened a couple times this year, most notably with proxy logon.
1: Yeah, is it fair to call it unusual at this point? I don't know that it's... <laughs> this I, is every timeline I mean, now. This was, <laughs>
0: this was something. I mean, the, the Black Hat uh, 2021 keynote was, was uh, partially, I, I believe, about um, Matt Tate's... Um, Keynote touched on, you know, stolen zero days and theft of confidential bug reports and exploitation of those bugs before they can be properly disclosed and, and patched. Proxy logon, that happened. You know, Orange Psy discovered the vulnerability, uh, reported it, Orange Psy from the um, InfoSec Consultancy devcore reported it to uh, Microsoft. Microsoft had received the report, and somewhere around that time, in early January, um, that the exploitation of proxy shell those proxy proxy shell vulnerabilities in Microsoft Exchange started getting exploited, and it was very it was a very narrow range of exploitation. Apparently, early on, it was it wasn't widespread, but then as we got even closer into Feb in to, to the patch and the release the disclosure of those Exchange vulnerabilities, exploitation started to ramp up. And there, there was, I don't want to say widespread exploitation, but there was pretty significant exploitation of proxy shell, or proxy logon. Proxy shell is another one. So many vulnerabilities.
1: <laughs> they all have the same name. This one's log for shell.
0: shell. Hell, hell. D- it doesn't matter. Yeah. But there was exploitation of that in February. And then, you know, finally we get the patch and the disclosure. And, you know, Microsoft and devcore said, you know, we... We investigated. We didn't find any signs of a leak or a breach. And But, but people are still like, well, somebody must have gotten this somehow. Mm-hmm. And now it's happened again. And it's happened again with a really bad vulnerability. And it's tough to chalk that up to like a coincidence. Um, we don't know what the exploitation activity was around in early December. It sounds like Cloudflare and who was the other company that detected the...
1: It was Cisco Towels.
0: Cisco Towels are... I'm sure they're still looking into it. Uh, Cloudflare said they're definitely still looking into it. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's not good. It's not good. It makes a bad situation worse because it indicates that either somebody was able to get this information out of... You know, either they, they were spying on or they, they breached or, or whatever, um, and they obtained this information. Or they already had the vulnerability they detected that there was testing or something going on with yeah. it and they decided that they, they just decided to ramp up the exploitation activity before it got burned mm-hmm. and publicly disclosed i mean neither option's good either it was a leak or somebody already had it and was using it yeah it's not good yeah. um you know what else is not good not to cre- not to just create a, a bleep storm a rainstorm but Alex, we found out this week there was another flaw in Mm -hmm. log4j. Not great. Uh, The patch for log4 shell, am I going to get this right? 2.15, right? Yep,
1: 2.15.
0: So 2.15 was not... New one's 2.16. That's right. New one is 2.16. So 2.15 was... I guess it it was incomplete. You could still... Launch a denial of service attack on log4j instances, um, even if they were on version
1: 2.15. Well, I think the main thing in 2.15, I'm not the technical guy, but um, it, it seemed like it was like turning off some configurations yes, for the most part I think that's more correct. than it was changing anything at the core. Of right, it.
0: right. And so a, a, another security researcher, different security researcher, found that um, the patch for 2.15 still allowed for denial of service attack. Uh, that CVE is CVE 2021 45046. In addition, Apache found that some of the non-patch mitigations that they had early do- earlier documented for log4 shell did not work. Um, so now they're recommending that users upgrade to 2.16. This is a lot to keep up with, um, obviously, and uh, it could make the patching picture a little bit more complicated. I don't know how many – we don't have the data yet. We don't have, like, sort of external scans or whatever, you know, from organizations saying there's this so and many Internet-facing instances of this that have not been patched or – Uh, look to be vulnerable or whatever. I'm sure that data is probably coming, but Mm -hmm. not a great situation. Mm -mm. Um, So I think that is the latest. I think we, did we cover all of the the highlights or lowlights, I guess, in this case?
1: Yes. Um, I guess the only other interesting thing is that the uh, chief security officer of Cloudflare, Joe Sullivan, told me, that on Monday that they were seeing a million blocked attempts of exploits against this an yeah. hour. The next day, Matthew Prince, who's the CEO and co-founder of Cloudflare, he was saying four hundred a second they were seeing that they knew were connected to it, and it could have been twice that depending. It's,
0: yeah. It's crazy. And um You know, there's some researchers out there that say, yeah, there's a a lot of activity, but it's not quite as bad as maybe some of the other more common Windows vulnerabilities that we've Mm -hmm. seen in the past, which I guess makes sense because, you know, I don't know how many... It it is widely used software, Log4j, but uh, I don't know how many um, instances are really out there. The numbers have sort of ebbed and flowed a little bit um, based on external scans and, you know, Shodan and all that. So we'll see um but yeah it's it's bad and i kind of feel like i don't know about you but i kind of feel like we're we're inching closer to a big disclosure of somebody getting hacked attacked breached ransomware hopefully not um
1: or we get another whimper like solarwinds was or exchange was where um yeah. other than solarwinds and microsoft themselves who took all the heat we never actually heard any of the big disclosures yeah
0: yeah yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
1: I'm sure there's going to be plenty to write about in the weeks ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's it for now for Log4Shell.
1: Yep. Um, again,
0: this is, this is as of 12, 16 at uh, approximately quarter to noon on this lovely Thursday. Things are changing fast. Uh, things are developing. We'll see what happens with this. Um, encourage everybody to check out the uh, tech target news uh, landing page that we have set up for all of our news content on this um, it's 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 a bad one please patch please look through the latest documentation and advisories from the Apache Software Foundation give serious thought to moving to 2.16 if you haven't already moved to uh, 2.15 or even if you've already moved to 2.15 um, because uh, it's it's that urgent and uh we'll see what happens i guess
1: yeah i think that that's all we can do. yeah that's all we can do. we will see and write about what happens yes
0: uh alex thank you for joining me on this podcast we're we're back in chernobyl we're here in person it's great
1: and the next one will probably be over uh zencaster Uh, again i'm sure it'll be
0: zencast zoom or some other we'll be remote (laughs) we'll be yeah looking at each other uh through our computer screens but it's nice to be back for once Uh, but thank you rob (laughs) yeah thank you alex and thank you to the readers and listeners of search security i'm rob wright and we will see you next time